I was in Amish country, and, and, and you see that angel with its head down, weary. I think I found my ministering angel. I found him, and, and, and I'm thinking to myself, yes, it's an endless story with me, and if anybody knows me, just hang on for a week and something else on me will be hurt. I don't know what it is. I hope one day I'll be able to survive a month without any pain of something that happened. And, and most of these things that happened to me are truly accidents. <laughs> I mean, there, I don't think it's just me being clumsy. I've never really been clumsy before in my life. But lately, in, in the last maybe a year, it's been like, who knows next? And I always say, I've got a story to tell the folks here when something happens. But I, there he is. Uh, there is my angel, and I fig figured my angel was a big one, and I still, in my mind, figure my angel is a really big ministry angel. He's going to take care of me. This one doesn't say that, but it does say how tired he might be at this point. Uh, okay. My wife had to have me sit by that picture. It was her idea. <laughs> we had a chance to fly a kite before we left. Amish community down there in Berlin and all that area down there. Who has ever been down in that area where the Amish are? It's just absolutely stunning. It's like a whole different, it's a whole different countryside. There's hills, there's valleys, there's trees, there's pastures, there's just incredible. And so my, my son found this kite at one of these convenience stores and it was like on sale and, and thrift store, whatever it was. And, and, and he gets it and he says, Dad, I want to fly a kite. And we don't fly kites around here very much. It, the wind is not really that great in, in, in Canfield. And, and so, but on that hill, it was really good. And so he got the kite up there, and he's flying it, and he's excited. You really can't see his face, but he is really smiling right there. And he was so proud of himself. He got it up in the air. We have kite stories before that they didn't work. And so this one, he was so proud. Let's just take a moment and enjoy that. Who's ever flown a kite before? There's something about that's magical, and you feel like you're in charge, and, and it's just good stuff. And, and I'd like to say this today, that th for that kite to fly, I've heard this before, there has to be wind. There has to be an opposing wind for it to fly. Just think about this for just a moment. In your times with Jesus, some of the best, most uplifting times you'll ever have in your life are the ones when you have an opposing wind. Or there's times where a storm comes and you see the power of God in that and all of a sudden you are lifted to a place you've never been before, to heights you've never been before because Christ will always be by your side. And he really shines when you need him. He loves you that much that he'll be by your side and he says, man, when that opposing wind comes to you, I'm there with you. Let's go higher. So I just want to encourage you today, if you've had one of those weeks and maybe those months that it really has been difficult and, and you feel there's an opposing wind, let me just tell you this. Open your wings. Open your wings. Set sail. And let God do the rest. Let him lift you a place you've never been before. Because he loves you that much. He is, most of us think we're being punished. And all God says, I want to lift you higher. Let me lift you higher. So let's just, let's just put, our, let's put our sails up. And let's go for a ride. I just love kites. And that particular one day, it hit me pretty strongly. Sometimes it's not about the path we choose. Instead, it's how we walk the path. 
that just came to me. Who's got Jesus Save America? If you're not part of that texting, it's really good. It reminds us what we need to be praying for our country. And that was sent to me the other day. I thought that was very good for us. Sometimes it's not about the path. Now, again, Jesus has the righteous steps ordered. There is a path for you. And sometimes we're not sure about that. But when we walk that path, it's not necessarily really the destination. And so would we just enjoy our walk? Can we just shine where we are? Can we just choose today instead of saying, I, wanna, I would love to be there. I would like to be doing that right now. Let's just enjoy the moment. Let's enjoy the wind. Let's just go to a place we've never been. In the time you think everything's at its lowest, we can be at our highest. Jesus is that kind. We need to learn how to follow him. I want to go into the word today. And this really encouraged me. And I want, I, I'm praying today as we share God's word that the word of God will be the encouragement to you. It's not necessarily my interpretation for my life, what it did for me, but the God's word is always true that when you read it and you allow it to get in you, let it not stop here. Don't think a lot. Let it get into the heart where it's supposed to go. Let it be planted in good soil today that it would bear much fruit. That's the season that we are in. We are to be planted with seed and grow and bear fruit. So it says this in John 12. It says, the hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. Now here, he's telling his disciples, it is time for me to be put on the cross. Now they didn't want to accept that. You think about walking with Jesus and seeing him doing all these amazing things, and they're thinking, wow, he is going to be king. He's going to take care of these Romans. We, we are going to be set free. Freedom is coming our way. Look at what this man, this, this Son of God can do for us. Yet Jesus explains, the hour has come. At that moment, he's trying to tell his disciples where he was going. And for them to know, to hold tight with faith that where I'm going, you one day will go too. It says, truly, truly, I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it bears what? Much fruit. Now, I've got an apple seed up here. I've kept them. Anybody like apples? I love... Eric, this man eats apples. <laughs> I've gone with him several times to our place right here, White House Fruit Farm. And he and I will pick out some apples. I have my bags, and he has his. He goes twice as many as I, and I eat a lot of apples. So I know. And he just told me some bad news that they're all out of our Fugees. Now, will someone call the police right now? This is, I'm telling you, this is not good. And so if you're an Apple fan and you like Fuji apples, White House does some good stuff. I'm not here advertising for White House, but that's where I go to get my apples, and they're good. And we have to, we're on rations, aren't we? Here's a seed right here, a Fuji seed. So if you've got patience, <laughs> I have enough seed here for, I think, each family in this place. And it's amazing if this seed right here, this little teeny seed, eighth of an inch probably in diameter, if it's planted in the ground, the Bible says that when we plant good seed in good soil, it's always good seed in good soil, it will bear much fruit. He makes an analogy of farmers for farmers to understand. We can understand that too. We plant a seed, what do we expect? Now in Youngstown, Ohio, this season, it's pretty, it's pretty dry. You may have to water it a little bit. But we're going to expect this seed to die. Once, but if it doesn't go in the ground, it will remain alone. 
it will remain alone in my hand. If I hold that for 100 years, which I won't, it'll be alone. It will do absolutely nothing. That seed is of no value. That's you and I. That's the seed of God's word in you also. If it doesn't bear fruit, it's of no use. Which means this seed, once it's implanted in good soil, we expect that to bear fruit. Now, I don't know about you. If I plant an apple seed, a Fuji, I'm expecting some Fuji apples. And once I get those apples, I can plant more, and then we have Johnny Appleseed. Is there such a thing as Johnny Appleseed? Anybody tell me? I think there was such a man. He planted a lot. Can't we first give thanks to Johnny? Because I don't know if we'd have apples in this area if it wasn't for Johnny bringing them. He planted seed, and he got lots of fruit, didn't he? We celebrate that today. It should never be alone. God did not create a seed to stay alone. He didn't create you and me not to be planted, not to be planters. He never created us. He created us to have God's word planted in us. Isn't that good news? That once it's spoken, once it's spoken over you, that seed of God's word is designed to go into soil and to bear fruit. Isn't that good news? Isn't it good news that God's word will always do that? That if you allow it, if the soil is good, if it's been, sometimes it needs stirred up, sometimes the plow has to dig up ground so it's got good soil. Is your soil good today? Can the word of God be planted in you? Can it bear much fruit? See, that's the question. Can it bear much fruit? If it's planted in you, can it and will it bear fruit in you? But it will remain alone until it dies in the ground. Isn't it good news that Jesus decided to go to the cross? Isn't it good news that when he went to the cross, he took you and mine and all of our sin of yesterday and today? Isn't it good news that it went on him and he died and you and I can be born again? It's, to me, that's a, that is amazing. The best seed ever put in the ground and never gave up his life was Christ. And because he did, you and I have new and free life in him. Thank you, Jesus, for doing that. It will bear much fruit. And did he not bear much fruit? He who loves his life loses it. And he who hates his life in this world will keep it to life eternal. Listen, th this is very difficult. Um, I know there's, the word of God can be, can be milk. This, this is actually meat. If you allow this to go, you could keep this at a surface level and understand Christ's crucifixion. You can keep it right at simple, simple. But you can allow this to go much deeper than this. He, Jesus Christ, who loves his own life, if he never gave it up, if he never hated his life in this world, what would happen? We would not have eternal life today. But he says, you also. He says, he who loves his life. Now, love his life. I don't know about you, but I kind of love what's going on, right? I kind of love my family and, and flying kites, and, and I like that. And, and, and I'm part of my life here, I love doing what I do. I love my family. I love this church body, and you're my family. I love this. What is it saying? That I must hate my life? Is anyone confused with that? Does, it, does that make perfect sense to you? 
And see, when we do a love-hate comparison, we ourselves, what? We look at that saying, okay, love is this. This is what love looks like. I love you. You love me. And, it's got the, and so I must hate? See, the Bible's very clear that to love God is to give everything to him. You see, it's all in. You, you can't say, I love God and hate your brother. You, you can't say, I love God and not do what he tells us to do. It said, Bible says this clearly that Jesus says, if you love me, you will obey me. You will take the law, the, the book, the, the written things that I have said and did, you will put that in you. It will be seed, it will be planted, it will bear much fruit. If you love me, you will obey me. And so love looks like this. It's obeying God. It's completely giving up this in my desires. And listen, God says this, and, and I don't want you to be confused. If you delight in the Lord, the Bible says that he will give you the desires of your heart. Desires are very important. God says, I care about your desires. But you and I both know, if good seed is not being planted in me, and I'm not allowing that to grow, and I can't bear good fruit, I have no value. I am designed to bear good fruit from good seed. And so then I can, I can bear this and I have value. And God says, now all can see, all can see the light of God and the salt of the earth. They can see it in you because you are bearing fruit from something that is planted in you. It's not about you. It's just about how your soil looks. And soil is not good if there's no surrender. You see, we always put, we always put uh, limitations. Can I just say that? That's the best word I can think of. We always put limitations to the word of God. We always say, well, I like that part, but I don't like that part. I love what God says here because it gives me hope. And yet, why would he say that anyone who doesn't pick up the cross, which is a sign of suffering, is not worthy of me? I mean, I don't like that one. I just like this one. See, we put limitations and stipulations on God's word. We only want those things. I want to bear that kind of fruit. I want safety. I want security. I want those things that make my life comfortable. And the Bible says this. It's not about your life. You must hate your life in the world. That's difficult words. That's meat. See, that's what it comes down to today. And that is not easy doesn't mean I don't love my family and I don't love the church body here. I don't love serving God in capacities I can. All of that is good stuff. But if I can't surrender my life now, absolutely give it 100% over. I'm all in, Jesus. If I can't say that, if I can't do that, then I, do, do, I, do I really have good soil? God, you can plant that over here in this soil over here, but you can't plant it in this part whole body must be of good soil. Are you at good soil today? Are you in a place right now that I say, God, I surrender all. See, it first come to a statement in your life. God, I surrender it all. You have all of me. You can plant that seed in me. And I trust that every word that's planted is for my good. You see, we have got to hate this life in this world so that God so that God, so that God can bring forth good fruit. It's a tough word. And we can keep it on a surface or today bring it close. 
That's our choice every single day. God, eternal life. I want eternal life. Well, that's good. Like eternal, eternal life with Jesus. That's, a, that's good. That's a blessed hope, isn't it? But if you're not willing to open surrender your life right this moment, right now, you love your life. You love it. And you don't hate it like we should. If anyone serves me, it says, he must follow me. Jesus says this very clearly. If anyone serves me, he must follow me. And where I am, there my servant, you, will be also. If anyone serves me, here it is. If anyone serves me, this is, this is good. The Father in heaven, the Father in heaven will honor him and her. God will honor you. He will, if God honors you, if God be for us, who can be against us? Seriously, if God chooses to honor you, who's going to mess up that recipe? Who's going to bring a little leaven into that bread? See, when God honors you, he will exalt you. Exaltion of God is always limited to the humility of the heart. If the heart is not humble and surrendered, how can God ever exalt you? If he sees pride in your heart, he says this in his word, there will come a fall. But the good news is this. God says, if I see humility in the heart, I will exalt you. I will honor you. I will lift you up. I will be the wind in those times of suffering. I will be the wind when you have your kite ready to sail. I will be there. I will exalt you in those times of suffering, in the times of difficulty. I promise I will exalt you. But you must follow him. You see? You can't put any stipulation on that. You can't say, God, I like this part. I will do this because it looks good for me. That's loving your life. If you're ready to say, I hate my life here, it has no value except for you, Jesus. Whatever you want to do, in the workforce, I will shine. In the school, I will shine. Wherever I go, I will shine. You take me to the beachside where my vacation, I will shine. I will never lose sight of who I am because Christ makes me who I am. It's the grace of Christ. Without that, I am nothing, Paul says. You and I say the same thing. I am nothing without the grace of God. His grace is what? His grace is this. That Jesus, the very Son of God, laid down his life and died for you and me. He says, I hate the life of this world. And I surrender it all. Even when you spit on me. Even when you use my name in vain. Even you have no concern with me right now. I still died for you. See, Jesus Christ died for all of us. And that's the biggest word of grace. Because we don't deserve it. But he did it. So because he did, because he did this, I should too say this. I surrender all. I'm all in. We've got to make our choice. What path are we going to take? Which one are we going to say? Am I going to say I'm going to go to the comfort road or I'm going to say, God, I'm all in. No matter where it takes me, I'm going to trust you. See, the word says I must trust you with all my heart. I can't understand. It doesn't matter if I understand. Lean not on your own understanding. In all my ways, I will acknowledge you. I will walk the path you have for me. I am not afraid. You see? Because I am bearing much fruit. I am with you. You can use me. 
That's what we want. I want you guys to listen to something today. It's a video I want, I want to run past, and then I want to conclude with one last thing. So sit back. Do we have any popcorn? Who likes popcorn in here? There's some, what is it about popcorn? Who came up with that? You talk about some good seed. You put that seed in a hot popper, <laughs> you get that butter out, you just give it some salt. I don't care, you could be full. I've had dinner before. I've had a big meal before. You get to the movies, and all of a sudden you smell that popcorn, I'll take, I'll take a large. <laughs> what is that? Can anybody ever figure that out? This smell, so I know there's probably somebody who says, I can't stand the smell of that. To me, that's, you know what? The Lord's Supper. I can see it now. We're all invited to the Lord's Supper. We're going to sit around, and each one of us got our favorite thing. And there it will be, popped in front of me. The gym, your guardian angel may be tired, yet he still served up some good popcorn for you. Thank you, Jesus. No popcorn. Okay, hold tight. We're still going to still <laughs> see. I don't know how I got on that tangent. We're going to still see a video here. I'm going to make sure we're done. There's a true story of a small village in India. And in this village, there was this family that came to a saving faith in Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord. This agitated the village so much, and everybody became so upset that an angry mob gathered and shoved them into the public square. The village chief confronted them, and he said to the man, if you and your family will not recant your faith, you all will surely die. The man didn't know what to say or what to do. And so the only thing that came to mind for him were the words of the song that he himself had composed when he had first surrendered his life to God. And so he began to sing, I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back. No turning back. And with that, horrifically, his children were killed. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back. No turning back. He was given another chance, this time with his wife's life on the line. And yet he continued to sing, Though none go with me, still I will follow. No turning back. No turning back. Though none go with me, still I will follow. Though none go with me, still I will follow. turning back. 
After her tragic death, he was given one final opportunity, this time to save himself. And yet he continued to sing. Even though that man and his family died on that day, something remarkable happened. A seed was planted in the heart of that village chief, a seed that began to grow over time, and eventually he called the community together in that very same neighborhood, in that very same square, and he renounced his former faith and declared his allegiance to Jesus Christ. And a celebration broke out in that moment and the gospel began to flourish and to grow in that community, not just in that village, but across the whole region. Because they had seen real faith and they knew the true character of God because of a family that believed and sacrificed even under the penalty of death. song originated with that family. This man, two, over 200 years ago, wrote that song. And when he was faced with a decision, the song that this man wrote, he sang. And the song that he sang meant the end of his family, starting with his children and then his wife. And then he was asked one last time, you know what will happen. I've done it to your children. I've done it to your wife. You're next. Renounce your faith now. And that was the village leader. That was the tribal chief. That was the man who can make things happen. He was forcing a decision, and it would not come his way. They all died. Yet something happened on that very day. Something happened to a chief when he saw it. He says, wait a second. By them saying, I choose to hate this life in this world, I choose to follow him. Look what happened. A whole village under the direction of a saved chief comes to know Jesus. And the, the villages all around, these just this incredible outbreak of the Spirit broke. And others came to know Jesus because of one sacrifice, one family. You see, we don't understand, do we? When something comes our way, we want things to be comfortable, don't we? We want things to be easy. See, that's the gospel we know. And that is not. See, the cross will always be a stumbling block for you. It requires everything. The cross doesn't mean a little. It means everything. Jesus said that. He says the sacrifice of the cross is everything. If you're going to pick up your cross and follow me, you must 
pick it up. What does that look like for us? You see, I don't believe we'll truly know the sacrificial duty of Christ until we once face the sacrifice ourselves. I don't think we'll truly understand what it means to lay it down and choose to walk with Jesus. I'm not saying that you'll face death tomorrow. What I am saying is, are you prepared to answer that call? You see, that's the challenge. When I hear this song, I know it will change me. I didn't know that about the song. I will choose to follow Jesus. The world behind me, though no will come with me, none will be with me. But will you, when faced with that decision? See, if anyone wishes to come after me, Jesus says this, he must deny himself, take up the cross, and follow me. You see, there's something about denying yourself, picking something up of sacrifice, and following him. He's true about this, and I don't know about you, this, this video said it all to me. You see, I don't know what's going to happen in the years to come. Do you? Who's going to, with, with political up, upheaval and, and the, the war against the police and, and those things that are going on. See, the, the police, they represent what in our country? Can anybody tell me? They represent authority. And when the authority is under the gun, when authority starts to be looked at and says, we don't trust the authority of this nation anymore, what is going to happen? You see, it all comes down with authority. Authority is from God. He says, I don't put anybody in place unless I give them the authority. And say, so we have to be very careful how we walk in our steps in the next few weeks or months or even years. How are we going to walk? What are we going to say? What are we going to represent? Is it going to be the cross? Or do you have your own agenda? Are you going to die to yourself and to live? Paul says, to die is gain. To live is only and will only be Christ Jesus. So we have a choice to make. If anyone wishes to come after me, he must deny himself, pick up his cross, take up his cross, and follow me. Who's willing to do that today? Who's willing to make that decision today? See, here's what it comes down to. You have got to choose the day you get out of bed. You've got to choose as soon as you get up. You've got to choose what you're going to do that day. You see, easy enough, you can start to love life. And I'm not saying to love those around you is not important. What I am saying this is that if you choose to love, it takes you out of God's plan, his direction, and his suffering. You have lost it. You've lost it. So where does your faith take you today? Where does yours individually take you? Is it what? With him? Are you going to follow him or not? So, Father, thank you, Lord, that your word is true. It's a challenging word of what we do today, even in these times, Lord, of, of darkness. Even though we look around and we're, we're, we're all puzzled to know what's going to happen. We don't know about our leadership and the government. We're, we're, Lord, the, the, the authority of our nation's being questioned. There's many things that are happening, Lord, to give us in a place where we can be of concern. But we only can be in concern when we bring it before the king then things are put at rest in our hearts father we're going to trust you you've got a plan in this nothing that has happened here has surprised you nothing has caught you off your game you are king and you are lord and nothing will change that you sit on the mercy seat you are god and you intercede for us jesus thank you for taking the cross giving up your life 
that you must rise again with the Father's help and be now seated at God's right hand. You are our intercession. Thank you, Lord, that you have blessed us in that way. Father, I pray today we make a decision. I'm going to ask today that you make a stand. You stay right in your seats. I'm going to ask today if you understand the gospel the way that the Bible teaches us today, that there's a choice to be made. I'm going to ask today that you would make a stand with me, that we will do everything to surrender all, to be all in, have nothing left behind, and say, God, whatever it is, I, pr I pray, and I know today, if you make that stand, you will see something happen, that you'll see something happen. So I'm going to ask, who today will make a stand with me? We will be a light in this dark world. We will choose to follow him. No matter what game is played before us, we will play the right game. We will do the right thing. Who's with me? Stand your feet if you're with me today. Stand your feet if you're with me. If you're not sure, hey, don't stand. But today, if you choose to stand, you're saying, Jesus, I want to surrender all. I will choose today not to hold anything back. I don't have anything in my closet. Open it up. Father, I want to surrender everything. Lord, teach me how to walk according to your goodwill. Teach me by walking with the Spirit to bear much fruit. To bear much fruit. Thank you, Lord, for these who have stood. I know, Father, you've got a plan on all of this. You will make yourself known. You will direct us and guide us. All you needed was a surrendered vessel. We will surrender all. We become vessels. And, Lord, you will make us vessels of honor. You Lord God, can make these things, these bodies, vessels of honor as we step into your plan today, fully surrendered and ready to go. In Jesus' name, amen.